Hello and welcome to episode three of Aztecs All In, a podcast that is all in on San Diego State University Aztecs Athletics. Steve Perez here with Lewis Wiener, two Aztec alums, partners in season ticket stub and hair tearing opportunities. You've spent decades in the media world. So you're truly with a career spanning radio, TV, the printed pages, the interwebs, smattering of awards tossed in. My good friend Lewis Wiener is here. Lewis, Tell our listeners what you're all about. Yes, we do have the uh, receipts that show we do pay season ticket prices. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. No. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we've watched a lot of games. Uh, my name is Lewis Wiener. I am a retired, a longtime news producer at CBS 8 and a big Aztec sports honk. And there was uh, some goings on today with the uh, basketball team, huh, Steve? That's right. The accolades continue. For the Aztecs basketball team, they made it to the national championship game before falling to Arizona. And understand you have information from the honors that were passed around in our state's capital. Yeah, they were honored in Sacramento today. And on hand was Chris Holden, a former San Diego State Aztec. He played from 78 to 82. I actually remember him. And uh, he introduced some members of the team. Here's a little bit of what he had to say. Uh, this is a, indeed an honor. Uh, and a privilege to be able to, as a former Aztec, and as my colleagues representing San Diego and San Diego State, and our insurance commissioner, who is a alumnus of San Diego State, uh, that we have been following you for a very long time. And this program has just taken off and done amazing things. So pretty exciting. And that, that he, Chris Holden must be very proud. He's a, you know, he was there the Tony Gwynn years. And he gets this opportunity to introduce his alma mater. So that must have been a pretty exciting moment for him. That's kind of what the college experience is all about, where you do have that experience and have a little flurry of activity and fun while you're in college. But then it kind of propels you forward into greater deeds in, in later life. So that's good on him. And thanks to Ashley Zavala, who is the capital correspondent for KCR A News, for posting that up on Twitter so that we can all enjoy it. Cool. We do have a guest today, though. It's not just us rambling on as much as we would love to do that. And and maybe in future episodes, we will. But uh, we have a guest again today, do we, Steve? Pleased to be joined by one Todd Villalobos. He has just wrapped up an illustrious career as sports producer at the CBS affiliate, known now as CBS 8, or as some like to call it, the Ocho. Hey, Todd, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Wow. What a show you guys have so far. This is an honor. You know, Lou is a great producer. And let me tell you why he's a great producer. He called me this morning and here's how he asked me to be on the show. He said, hey, Steve and I are recording a podcast later tonight. We couldn't find anybody else. Would you mind joining the podcast? <laughs> so what does that make me like the 11th or 12th? We uh, need preferred guest i think okay well, okay we owe you one for, for i was trying me in here todd Thank i was you. i was flattered i was flattered well Thank we're you. happy you're here and uh, there's a lot to talk about today we're going to touch on nil in a bit and some other stuff but right now i think what's most important in everybody's minds is san diego state will they be moving to a power five conference the pac-12 word from john canzano who covers the pac-12 um exclusively uh, he says that they have finalized a grant of rights and now are awaiting a media rights deal to approve. The Washington State University president said that should be done in a few weeks. So the question is, uh, if it's not done by June 
30th, San Diego State may have to pay a doubling of exit fees to the Mountain West, which would go from 17 million to $34 million. So there is a deadline we're dealing with here, guys. And where do you think we're going from here? In the words of my people, Kian Saves, who knows? I'm kind of interested in uh, getting Todd's input on what you think this TV deal might look like in view of the changing landscape. More and more people cutting the cord and all that and enjoying games on the web or on their phones. What do you think it's going to be? What do you think it's going to look like? Is it overstating it to say that the next couple weeks are two of the most important weeks in the history of the athletics program? I mean, you're racing against the clock. The Pac-12 is trying to sign a deal. Who knows what the holdup is because they've been working on it for months. Who knows if all the teams are going to stick once the deal is signed. Who knows if the Pac-12 is going to be around. Who knows if the Pac-12 is not around. Do the Aztecs have an invite to the Big 12? I'm, I'm interested to see what this TV deal looks like because my concern is, is that you're looking at something that's like an all streaming deal. And uh, I've heard now Apple being thrown around and people say, well, hey, there's a billion and a half Apple or iPhones around the world. Well, that's great. But I still think in this day and age, it's important to have your games on ESPN or one of the major networks or Fox. So I I think it's almost hard to have an opinion on what might happen because the whole range of from great to awful is still on the table. And we may learn in the next two weeks what it ends up being. Well, what we heard right now from John Canzano, a Pac-12 source told him that we really can't control San Diego State's deadline. They need to get the deals done so we can tell them what they get. So, and there could be some behind the scenes talk where they're already negotiating how much money you know they're going to get as a new member. Because my guess is they wouldn't get a full share, uh, probably some a smaller amount, but. Uh, right. There is a deadline going and we I think we're going to know sooner than later. Yeah, that first year they would not get a full share uh, regardless and they'd be phased in. That's kind of how they did it for the previous uh, newer members of, of the conference. But what are your guys' opinion? Do you think there's going to be a decent deal, a decent meteorized deal for the Pac-12, something that includes ESPN or ABC or CB or any of the networks? Uh, what do you think it's going to look like? Well, well, Todd and I have been bantering because there's so much crap out there on Twitter and you can follow anybody you want and, you know, confirmation bias and get whatever you want out of it. Oh, this guy says that uh, Colorado and Arizona are going to go to the Big 12. So he's saying that. So it must be true. But then somebody else is saying no. So there's so much out there. And he's been sending me texts and trying to, you know, push I my love, buttons. Uh, he's so one guy in particular who tweets <laughs> who I just totally think is, is, uh, farcical you know just anything he tweets i don't believe i've been having i've been having a lot of fun with lou he gets so angry when i text him anything any tweet that that says the pac-12 is in danger at all he gets so (laughs) mad just fun to watch him uh lose his mind but uh but but i don't know some of these may be legit some of them may not be but uh i sure hope not i would love to see the pac-12 stick together it's been a dream of mine an absolute dream of mine to see the Aztecs join the Pac-12. I desperately hope they sign a good media rights deal. And I desperately hope, which I'm sure if that happens, then the Aztecs will be in the Pac-12. And I hope it sticks together. And your colleague, John Howard, on, on last week, and he had a source telling him that if the Aztecs are added to the to the 12 or the Pac, whatever, however many number it is, he's gotten word from various 
ADs in that conference that they'd hang in there. Outside of that, again, we go back to my first comment, Kian Sabes. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We'll find out when we get there, yeah. And, and then there are other things to think about, too. You know, San Diego State uh, has non-conference games with uh, Pac-12 teams, Washington State in 24 and 25, Cal in 24 and 25, Oregon State in 26, Arizona State in 28 and 29. What happens to those games if San Diego State is then in the Pac-12? So would those become conference games or not, or they have to cancel them? So there's a whole bunch of stuff to think about when it comes to this. Very interesting. If there's anything else that we can add to, to that discussion at this point, or can we move on? Well, one quick point about sure. the games that are already scheduled. You know, usually those games, because they're non-conference, are scheduled earlier in the year. You know, the Aztecs have a history of the first few games of the year taking some time to get, uh, you know, adjusted. So I hope we don't launch into a conference game week one or week two. That Maybe they could move the date. You know, those 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 games would still stand, maybe move the date. But the Aztecs would then need to find some new non-conference games. The bottom line is, is that will be a great problem to have. And I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. yeah, no. Let's just open up with Arizona, you know, in the day uh, of summer yeah. at 1 o'clock in the afternoon every year. Uh, <laughs> all for great. it. No thanks. <laughs> Steve and I had a lot of fun at that game. Uh, <laughs> no sweltering. thanks. Well, we can segue, I guess, at this point into a little discussion about the uh, NIL opportunities that are now available in college athletics and specifically with the Aztecs. Kirk Kenny of the Union Tribune delved into the matter in the recent edition. Yeah, this name management lightness has really changed the landscape thanks to a Supreme Court decision that resulted from uh, an antitrust ruling. So the, in theory, we're still looking at no pay to play and no pay to sign with a certain school. That's the theory in practice. <laughs> we're into the wild west with the same old, same old in big time college athletics with collectives organized around certain schools, big schools, those with deep pocketed alumni coming up with eye popping amounts. State schools such as San Diego State, not so much. So Todd, what do you think about that whole changing well, the, landscape? Well, you know, once once you get into the Pac-12, you know, then you're going to want to you're going to want to compete in the Pac-12, and you're going to want to compete for championships. And I do have a concern that uh, that the pockets are not deep enough here. I don't know. Maybe once you know, theoretically, if you do end up in the Pac-12, maybe all of a sudden some of the pocket strings open up a little bit. But do you guys think we're at some point going to be able to compete with that money that? Uh, that some of these other schools are able to throw around and have been for, for a while now? I worry that we won't be able to. Uh, there are a couple of foundations that are raising money. Aztec Link is one. Mesa Foundation is another. And these people are trying uh, to you know get money in so that they can pay these um, uh, student athletes you know something that they could live on. I, I don't see how we can compete with, say, Florida Atlantic, what did they pay uh, one of those uh, one of their players that uh, we played against in the final four? $100,000 a year. I just can't see that happening. Right. In the interview that and I would urge people to go to sandygoonintrib.com and and check out the the complete reporting by by Kirk Kenny and maybe even to subscribe to that paper and find out what's going on in the rest of the county, but that's up to you. I know things people are busy. I've checked your all, all of your schedules, I know. But J.R. Tolver in this interview who leads that collective for football is in hopes or estimating it could be 10,000 to 30,000 a year. He told Kirk, you know, they call these things engagements where you 
maybe show up or, or tout a product or give somebody a birthday wish. And his goal is just, it's not obviously, well, it might be nice to have 10 or 15 multimillionaires just kicking in a bunch of money every year. But the culture of San Diego State, as he, as Brady Hogue told the paper last month, guys that are in the program now, he'd like to be able to reward them. And the the estimate is 10,000 to 30,000 a year, depending on how much they want to be involved. And it's a blue collar situation at San Diego state, according you know, to Kirk's reporting. Hoke doesn't want to go out and start offering millions of dollars to kids to play here. He's looking for the blue collar, hardworking, hard nosed kids. They want to play football, get a degree. For God's sakes. <laughs> Brady Hoke is so far behind the times. Yeah, I mean, good grief. Get who you can get with the best players possible if it takes NIL money. That's the rules now. Play by the rules. Are we going to be stuck playing by, you know, 20-year-old rules where everybody else is moving forward? That's what drives me crazy about this coaching staff. Well, not the staff, but Hoke. He's, I get that he's old school, and that's fine, but let's play by the rules that exist now. You know, NAL is real. Kashad Johnson left. He went to you know tinker with the NBA and then came back, but he left San Diego State, went to Arizona. I'm guessing uh, NIL had something to do with that, that he wanted to make a little bit of money. Good for him, but San Diego State lost a really good player. And I think we're going to see that happen more and more. Um, we're lucky to get Lamont Butler and Jadon Ledee back. Butler especially um, because, uh, you know, he had T-shirts made. The Butler did it. Uh, you know, he made a big name for himself with that last second shot. And taking advantage, and thankfully he did not leave for another school. Yeah, yeah, the Aztecs did lose. You know, uh, the right tackle Josh Simmons to Ohio State and C.J. Baskerville to Texas Tech. And I don't know if the you know the NIL money was mentioned, but I'm sure it had a had just maybe just a little bit of effect. What do you think, Todd? You know, the Aztecs on you know both basketball and football have surprisingly to me done very well in terms of not losing players to the transfer portal for a, a, a mid-major like like us you figure once you know once you find out a kid is a superstar he's out of here to go play for Ohio State or Florida or whoever they've done really well at not losing guys you know the two football players sting and Kishad Johnson stings but for the history of the transfer portal we've done pretty well the NIL throws another layer onto that that's a disadvantage for San Diego State. Not only do these kids have the opportunity to go play for a, a, a bigger school, a more well-known school on a, on, a, on a network TV, but now you throw money into the equation, more money that they're – it could be difficult times. So I think getting into the Pac-12 and stepping up the NIL deal for us will be, uh, will be a big deal. Right. Not it, it's, it's basically you can sort of – Kvetch uh, a little bit about San Diego State's status in the national athletics scene, but it is what it is. So uh, you deal with those cards and look at it as an opportunity and hopefully build, continue building the program, which has come a long way since we've all been uh, matriculating at San Diego State. What do you think? <laughs> yes, sir. Before we move on uh, and uh, wrap up this episode, I do want to mention next week, um, actually, as, as premium, Steve, we are premium uh, football season ticket holders. And as premium season ticket holders, we get a special event this Thursday where we get to go to a, uh, an event at uh, Snapdragon Stadium in which Brady Hoke is going to speak. And we're going to hear a little bit about uh, this, the college football season coming up. And I'm looking forward 
uh, to hearing what he has to say. Todd, since you won't be there, do you have a question we would like to uh, ask uh, Brady Hoke, one of your, your favorite uh, people in, in Aztec lore here? Well, look, to be clear, Brady Hoke has done a lot of winning here. And for that, I'm very, very, very grateful. Uh, I, my question is, do, do they have any plans at all to not be the most boring offense in the history of the game of football. Is that in the cards at all? I know Ryan Lindley's on board, and that gives me some hope. But can we step it up a little bit for the love of God? I just want to see a touchdown every now and then. Please. Okay. We're going to have to just edit this clip and just present and play that back to him. We see. Please. Well, we, hope Jaylen, we hope Jalen Maiden is, is, is good. He was terrible in that bowl game. But he was decent, you know, earlier in the season. So we'll have to see, right? Right, Steve? Right. right. All about the, you know, how much protection he can get from his offensive line. So we thank the folks who've been tuning in. And don't forget to write us at our new email address, AztecsAllIn at gmail.com. And I'm going to toss it back to you, Lewis, to play us on out. Yes, sir. I'd like to thank Todd Villalobos for joining us. Todd, thank you so much. Uh, your Thanks, insight Todd. is uh, wonderful. We're glad you're here. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Aztecs All In. Please follow, subscribe. Uh, you can hear us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we will be with you again soon. Farewell. Take care.